Ryan's dreams for catching the eye of the goddess of the high school hallway has a chance of becoming true when her cousin offers to make him a deal. All he has to do is help Chris win the heart of his best friend, the beautiful Maggie. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Childhood, childhood, a weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That is true, and for maybe the last time? Probably not. Uh, Not a podcast where we badmouth our childhoods. I just realized it said maybe for the last time made it sound like we were not going to be doing this podcast anymore, so I apologize. Well, it would be a good way to go out. We're going out on a movie where the main characters are our names. I know. I haven't seen this movie in a good maybe decade. Yeah. But I totally forgot that there's a Ryan and there's an Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. That's that's our names. That's us. In case you don't know. Yeah. In case this is your first one. So, in case uh, you didn't understand that plot, because trust me, it took me like 10 minutes to find a... Summary that was readable. Halfway decent log line. Yes. We're doing the 2000 classic Whatever It Takes, starring Shane West, James Franco, among other people. Yes. And this movie, I don't know why I liked it so much. I have no idea. Did you have a crush on either Franco or Shane West? Maybe a little Shane West. Yeah, he was a good looking guy. But... Also, I think I just liked any romantic comedies, Mm -hmm. and if it was set in high school, I was really excited about it. And this is one of the ones that just came in that rush of teen movies in the late 90s. It even has one of the girls that's from She's All That. She's literally playing almost the same exact character. Wow. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yes. Why don't you give us a little bit of a 2000... Facts. I almost said 2002. I'm going to go take that walk down memory road. Yes. This movie was released on March 31st of 2000. Had a bit of a high budget at $32 million. That's insane. And it only made $9 million. Holy crap. Yeah. Did not do so hot. Uh, number one song for the week the movie came out was Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Yeah. Uh, a couple other big ones were... Vertical Horizon, Everything You Want, Bent by Matchbox 20, and we'll go with Madonna Music. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a So those song. were some jams. Popular TV shows were Survivor, ER, and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I was a little surprised at this. The top three movies for the year, number one movie was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, I knew it was like a popular movie. I didn't realize it was was the number one movie for that year. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, Number two movie was Castaway, and number three was Mission Impossible 2 with TJ, Thomas Jackson Cruz. Wow. Yeah. So, it's a good year. Good year. Good year. Good year for music. Vertical Horizon. Yeah. I do love me some Matchbox 20. Them in a previous episode. Probably. I, I think I was thinking they were Vertical Horizon, but they weren't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, 2000, I was 14 years old. Just I, getting into high school. 
what month did this come out? This movie came out in March. March. So not quite in high school yet. Yeah. I was still in junior high. I was a ending my freshman year. Yeah. 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 It's a little rye rye going through life. Man. The end of my eighth grade year. I was going through a little bit of a rebellion. Oh. Hanging out with the wrong crowd. Sounds like something you would do. It was very short lived. <laughs> I, I was not made out to be a, a, a mean girl or a bad wild child, so. Yeah. Anyway, so the things I remember this from this movie, I remember renting it. I think I watched it by myself because I don't think I could convince my brother to watch this with me, but maybe, maybe I did. Maybe he remembers this. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? He won't tell me. I just remember seeing this movie and thinking, it's like she's all that. Mm-hmm. It's got... Probably a very similar plot. Yeah. And it has, you know, hot young people mm-hmm. playing high schoolers that probably shouldn't be playing high schoolers. Oh, yeah. So I liked it. And there's I, there's parts of the movie I remember that I think are funny and charming, but I personally don't think it will hold up because it's not going to hold up. I don't, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to say about it other than it's just, I'm sure it's going to be very cheesy at times oh, yeah. and they're gonna rely too much on i don't know like the romantic comedy tropes that have become completely cliche at this point in our universe so and i feel like hollywood's caught on to that and they i think are taking a little break from rom-coms i think they're actually i think they took a break i think they're on their way back okay so. okay ashley Ashley, okay. I, I do. I think the last, like, year, there's been a couple that have been pretty good. Like, that one on Netflix wasn't bad. Set it up. Well, I just felt like in the late 90s, it was like every few months you had a movie, and it was always starring a huge Hollywood star, whether it was Reese Witherspoon or Julia Roberts. You, and then on the guy side, you would get, like, Richard Gere or Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. So somehow when Julia Roberts and those people stopped making those movies, it was like they stopped making them as well. For a while. Maybe. We, we didn't They're find a replacement. They're not as high quality. Yeah. I will say, though, because you mentioned Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. that we have been watching the Four Weddings and a Funeral miniseries, mm-hmm. or hopefully not miniseries, just TV show. And I actually really like it. And that's the type of thing that I think it's like bringing it back, is like that romantic comedy trope. Yeah. There's still, you know, things that are cliche, but they're trying to find a new way to revive it. So I like it. As but this, we. as far as like, this is, to me, is a little more teen sex comedy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's coming out after American Pie. She's all that. Some like classic ones. Yes. But I don't think it's going to hold up because I don't think it is quite as good as those ones. And let's be honest, American Pie barely held up for us Uh, yeah for me you introduced me to this movie yes back in the early dating days of ryan and ashley yes um so i've only seen it once and that was probably in 2006 or 2007 yeah which shows you how much i like this movie because i was like we should watch this movie because i really love it yeah we were picking movies that we wanted to introduce the other one to for the most part yeah so i don't know if it's gonna hold up uh i'm gonna say No. (laughs) I'm going to say no. But it does have actors that I like. I do enjoy Shane West, and it's got my boy James Franco. So, Is he your boy? He's he's one of them. 
I've seen a lot of his stuff. Okay. Okay, right. Fine, okay. Our dog is just breathing so heavy. Oh. Right now. Oh, wow. Can you hear that? I, who knows if this is going out, but Quinn making a rare appearance on the podcast, folks. Apparently we need to get her some water. So. <laughs> um, you have water. Go get water. Where can you stream this movie? Well, you can stream it on Crackle, which oh. you can load Crackle pretty much, I think, on anything. Mm-hmm. If you have a PlayStation or Roku. And I don't think they require you to sign up or anything like that. They might just have ads. I think they have ads, yeah. But it's free on there. And then you can also rent it just on all the other apps. YouTube, Voodoo. I'm, I'm sick of saying them all. You know, you know where to find renting things. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for prompting that, though. I was really going to remember. I had it open. Yeah. I was determined to remember. Whether I was actually going to is... <laughs> Whole different story. That That's correct. So, anyway, we'll go ahead and hit the pausey pause and go watch this 2000 classic, and we'll be back. Okay, and we're back. We're going to go ahead and uh, break down our movie, Whatever It Takes, with our categories, like we always do. And first thing we're going to do is get the dial-up internet going so we can watch some porn and talk about some technology. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. Yes, it was. But it it also was a thing, not so much the porn, but the waiting for pages to load. Oh, yeah. Was not a fun thing as a child from the late 90s and early 2000s. I definitely remember a few times trying to do research for like a school paper. Mm-hmm. And I would go to a website and leave the room. Yeah. And just wait for it to load That's... because it was going to take 10 minutes to load this page. That was just a part of our normal life. Yeah. Now, if my phone doesn't load something in five seconds, I was like, piece of shit. Like, <laughs> why aren't you loading? <laughs> Uh, you got it right at your fingertips on the, your phone. One thing I noticed was the one scene between Ryan, who is played by Shane Rest, mm-hmm. Maggie, who's um, Marla Sokoff. Sokoff. I had this problem during Babysitter's Club, too. Yes. And James Franco's character, Chris, they're calling each other. So there's a lot of cordless phones. There's a lot of t- call waiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, some three-way calling, too, at one point. So that was amazing. But it it was unique in the sense... I, I remember if you wanted to switch between calls on call waiting, you pushed flash right. on your phone. Mm-hmm. Tells you what an impact it made on me that <laughs> I remember the button you had to push. Right. They had, like, this weird hold system yeah. where you had to click line one, line two... So they're all super rich. They have multiple lines in their house. We, yeah. I did not have no. multiple lines. Mm-hmm. I remember asking my mom if I could have my own phone line for a minute. Because once I hit sixth grade, I felt like I always had people calling. Mm-hmm. And we talked for hours on the phone. Sixth and seventh grade, Rai Rai, and eighth grade Rai Rai, was on the phone all the time. <laughs> yeah. And my parents legit 
explored the option of getting me a phone line because I monopolized it that much. Yeah. Then once we got the internet, then my dad was ready to lose his shit because <laughs> his phone line was always monopolized with that now. Yeah. I think he was the happiest person in the world when we got cable internet. Right. And then he would just trip over the cords and stuff. So when we got <laughs> Wi-Fi, he was the happiest guy in the world. In summary, your dad hated you. Uh, was there anything else that you noticed with technology? There was the usual boxy computers. The one that I did notice was Ryan was doing something on a computer, but he had a little calculator next to his computer. But when I say little, I mean huge. Yeah. It reminded me of like a an adding machine that an accountant would use to do your taxes. <laughs> he, I felt like his bedroom was like a radio shack because he had, or a guitar center if you want to say, yeah. he had so many little gadgets mm -hmm. and keyboards, stereo system. A sound mixer. Sound mixer that allowed him to change his voice when he talked so that he could pretend to sound like James Franco. But when he does that, he sounds still nothing like James Franco. But on the other line, it's supposed to sound like yeah, him. And also, I'm pretty sure his bedroom doors open. His balcony, if you've never seen this movie, him and Maggie are next door neighbors. Mm -hmm. Their balconies are literally five feet se yeah. separates them. So his windows open, her windows, I'm pretty sure, open. So how is she not hearing that he's doing this? Yes. I'm pretty sure you can hear us making this podcast if you're in our living room yeah so that's an excellent point because they were always on their patios talking to each other or yes. their balconies talking to each other and they always had their doors open so she should be able to hear him 10 feet away right, right. at most mm -hmm. yeah plot hole <laughs> the one of many yes there was a scene where one of uh ryan's friends calls him Mm -hmm. And he has the weirdest microphone slash telephone that I think I've ever seen. Oh, Floyd, yeah. Floyd mm -hmm, calls mm -hmm, him. Because mm -hmm. we'll, we'll that was Floyd during later. that scene Yes, where they start calling Maggie and they start calling Chris. Yeah. And it's just uh, a lot of phones terrible. that aren't cell phones. No. <laughs> uh, then there was a boxy TV VCR combo. Yes. Also used to watch pornography. <laughs> There's a lot of porn, a in, lot this of porn in this movie. There's a lot of cliches in this movie about yeah. teenagers, about... Teenage boys in the year 2000. Apparently, just porn. That's all I cared about. Year 2000. Yes. Sorry. I just went into a little flight of the concords there. Mm -hmm. And also, there's that huge Polaroid camera that Maggie uses to take a picture of Chris towards the end of the movie when mm -hmm. she understands that he is just in it to, as he says... What does he say? I wrote it down. If I can find it. Oh. It wasn't hit it and quit it. It was nail and bail. Nail and bail. So, if you've never seen this movie, that should paint you a small picture <laughs> of the type of character Chris, who's played by James Franco. He's quality. He's yes. a quality human. Good, good dude. Was there any other technology? There was some music I wanted to talk about. Oh, go for it. So, the first song, which... I find that this movie chose to open on Ashley. Ashley Grant mm -hmm. is played by Jodie O'Keefe. Mm -hmm. 
and it's her doing her makeup, but then they also do this, like, artistic thing with the makeup claymation, kind of, where they're just moving things, so it looks like things are moving by themselves. Yeah, it was like the makeup was dancing. Yeah. And then they're playing this song, and I'm like, it sounds like a Spice Girl song, because it smells... Smells? Mm. (laughs) Smells like spice. It sounds like a Spice Girl song, because it sounds like Mel C, and we looked it up, and it's... A yeah. song by Mel C. Was... I remember a lot of them having their own separate singles eventually, mm-hmm. but I don't remember that song at no. all. It was called Go. Go by Mel C. There's a little fat boy Slim. You can't have a movie in the year 2000 without a fat boy Slim song. It's not or possible. Late 90s. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in She's All That, they have the song that they're, they do the coordinated dancing to is a fat boy Slim song. Oh. Nice. So... Just add that to the column of this movie is literally She's All That. Without the charm. (laughs) Ouch. Joke. Ouch. Um, Do you want to move on? Yes. Okay. The next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens where we talk about fashion, offensive jokes, dated references, Mm -hmm. and boy, were there quite a few. (laughs) Um, the only thing I wanted to talk about with the fashion choices, because the only thing I noticed about most of them, I mean, there's a couple things, but all of Ashley's stuff was so crazy. And dated. So dated. Yes. And even to the point where towards the end, they're at prom, of course. And <laughs> she has crimped hair. Yes. And... And a choker on. I totally had flashbacks because I crimp my hair like that a lot. Aww. Not so much for school, because I was definitely one of those kids that I would do stuff like that, and then I'd be like, I can't pull it off, and then I'd just wash my hair and just wear it straight, hanging down on my face. I noticed a lot of interesting fashion. Sure. Go ahead. Um, There's a character named Floyd. Yes. He has some sweet, spiky hair that was uh, very 1999. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a party where a guy was wearing a FUBU hat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, one of Ryan's friends has a bowl cut. Yes. Which I hope never comes back. I think if it's one of the nerdier characters, that was, I think, supposed to be a little dated, maybe, because he's nerdy. Yeah. So he's not with the times. Yeah. There was... The one girl was wearing a, I don't know what you would call it, other than it's like a bracelet for your bicep. Yes. I don't know, but I remember them being really popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. It was like a metal bracelet thingy. Yeah. Um, it's like a cuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Arm cuff? Arm cuff, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Then, Let us know if you know what the name of that is. I'm pretty sure if you do swim team right. in high school, you don't practice in a bikini. I I don't think so. No. It's not probably conducive for what yeah. you're trying to achieve yeah i agree but there were they, apparently their swim team practiced in bikinis yeah who, who knew i didn't know that uh at one point ashley's also wearing rhinestone jeans oh yeah and the only other thing i noticed about floyd was that he wore a lot of layers and patterns together which wasn't really i think a fashion then but mm-hmm. it was just something that he did yeah that i noticed I felt like it became in fashion a few years later. Yeah. Like mid mid 2000s. Yeah. For sure. Guys would wear like a long sleeve shirt with a button down 
over it, open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, he was yeah. starting the trend, Floyd. He was. It was. I think the last thing that I had was just um, at one point, I think it was Shane West puts on a straw cowboy hat. He does. Which is amazing. As Ryan covered a few weeks ago, he's guilty of. Yeah. He, which you owned. Yes. Ashley's outfit for her party at the beginning of the movie. The sheer dress that yes. she was wearing. Because she wears a couple different kinds of sheer tops. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. But hers was just way over the top because she... She was just wearing her underwear. Yeah. <laughs> they were matching at least. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Offensive jokes and dated references. Oh. Holy crap. Oh boy. I don't even know where to begin, man. Well, right off the bat, at the very beginning of the movie, Ryan and Maggie are going to ride to school, and they get into a wood-paneled Jeep Wrangler yes. from, like, 1980. It reminds me of high school, because one of my friends had one. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, she might have had a Jeep Cherokee. Uh, it was a Jeep. It was a Jeep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take it. Some of the more offensive things. The first one I'll note wasn't so much offensive, but super, super dated. They're at the party, at Ashley's party, and Chris is trying to hit on Maggie. Mm-hmm. Chris is James Franco. And he gets shut down because she's not interested in him at first. And there's a guy behind him. He's like, oh, man, that was whack. Uh, there's so much slang in this movie. I listed a lot of it. Oh, hit because, me with it. Okay. Somebody said, step off. Step off? Yeah. Whoa, back S- off, bruh. Some, somebody said, what a Rufus. Which I vaguely remember being a thing. I don't remember that being a thing. It it apparently was a thing. Oh, boy. And Chris says famous a lot. Famous. If this was Mean Girls, Regina like, George would be so like, fetch. stop trying to make famous a thing, James Franco. <laughs> well, instead of saying, like, great or good, he'd be like, famous. And I'm, I don't remember that being a thing, but maybe no. this movie was trying to make it a thing. Ugh. Let us know if it was a thing at your high school. Yeah. It was not a thing for me. No. Maybe I should make it a thing. No. No? No. 20 years later? Don't bring that back? Okay. What was some of your examples of dated references? Um, They referenced Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett. As a couple, yes. As a couple, which I think they were married almost 30 years ago. It's Uh getting close. Uh, There was a reference to Tommy Lee, which I don't know that the average 18-year-old knows who Motley Crue is, or who Tommy Lee is. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have known when I was even that age, but the fact that, you know, around that time is when the sex tape came out and you knew that he had a huge penis. Yeah, because at this point, Motley Crue hadn't had a hit in a while. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that they've had a a hit since the 80s. Yeah. It's been a long time. I don't know that you would call us offensive or... It was just bizarre. Chris has a dresser that the front of his dresser where the drawers are, it's a, oh. a girl in lingerie yeah. on the drawers. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I think they're just trying to show you how big of a douchebag he is. <laughs> I, I feel like almost all these characters are exaggerated versions of what teenagers were actually yeah. being in the late 90s early 2000s it was a teenager turned to 11 correct correct um and his his cousin was no better (laughs) ashley so there's a scene where they're doing a double date Mm -hmm. ryan and ashley are in that what is that called a scrambler 
Yes. Kind of. It was a little carnival ride. Yeah. yeah. And she pukes on him because she downs the lemonade before they got on. And he has to go get a shirt. He wins a shirt and it's a child size Furby Mm t-shirt, which Furby was a thing. I think it's still a toy, but I just... Yeah. In the hysteria of Furby-ness, I I never had one. Me neither. (laughs) But they were a thing. They were definitely a thing. There's a scene where Chris is trying to impress Maggie, mm-hmm. and he knows that Maggie volunteers at a nursing home. Correct. Because Ryan told him. And so he is going to go act as if he volunteers there. She comes in and he goes, oh, I like to come hang out with the sick and old. Do you think that's gay? Yeah. It's so gay to be caring about yeah. people that you're not related to. It's just... And to be charitable. Yeah. Awful. It's one of those things where I think... um, Did somebody write this in saying, like, that's just a normal term that you would say? Mm -hmm. Volunteering at a nursing home is gay, quote unquote. Or are they just trying to prove that this character is so horrible that he thinks volunteering makes him gay? Either way, it's offensive. Yeah. Either way, not good. Right. Another Chris classic, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. or as I'm going to call them throughout this podcast today. At one point, he's talking to his buddies, and he's like, you fags, yeah, be <laughs> ready prom night when I do the old nail and bail. So lots lots of douchey things happening in that sentence in line. Awful. And you could not get away with that. Mm-hmm. Also, their prom theme. Titanic dreams, <laughs> which they do make fun of. Yeah, but it, it's amazing. A couple it, of the guys realize that's a terrible theme. Yeah, it's funny because that movie came out what like three years before. It's obviously a very big thing. Yeah, culturally, especially as teenagers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The uh, last thing I noticed that was kind of dated was after their prom, they go to a hotel for a big party. Right. And it was the hotel linens in there. <laughs> I didn't know. They look right out of a 1995 Holiday Inn. Yeah, you think that all these rich white kids yeah. can afford something They're going to be at the Four Seasons or the Crown Royal or something. It was a terrible hotel they're in. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Well, it, they probably had to have low standards because who's going to rent out a floor to a bunch of teenagers to trash on prom night, you know? Yeah. Mistakes if you're being made. Realistic. Did you have any more? No, that was it. Oh, okay. We'll move on to our next category, the one we like to call Well, Hello There, uh, where we talk about any cameos or famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was quite a few. There was. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, right off the bat, we've mentioned him a few times, Floyd. Yeah. Superstar actor, Aaron Paul. Yes. And I think you said this was his film debut. That's what it said on the trivia. On IMBD. Yeah. So, so he, he went on to be in other things, such as Van Wilder. Ironically, a lot bigger part in this movie than what he had in Van Wilder, which this came out first. Yeah. So, But this movie didn't do so good, so no. I'm sure it didn't really help his career. Either. Yeah, something tells me this dropped off his resume pretty quickly. He's like, <laughs> about that. Do you, I wonder if you, if you're an actor and you have a film resume, is it like having a, like a working resume like a regular job resume where you only do the last five years yeah you did the last or you probably do like your most notable works or something like that 
And also people have the internet now so they can go on IMBD and find out you were in whatever it takes <laughs> in 2000, Aaron Paul. And this was a mistake on your part. Stop pretending like you're too good. <laughs> the one person I noticed was Kip Pardue, mm-hmm. who it was in the amazing movie of our teens, Remember the Titans. Yes. And um, more recently, Marvel's The Runaways that's on Hulu. Yeah. So. I noticed him. I noticed... Uh, Christine Lakin. Yes. Who... Step by step. That's what I know her from. She was in other things. I remember her also being on Veronica Mars and some other stuff. Yeah. But mainly mm-hmm. she was Al on Step by Step with superstar actor Patrick Duffy. Yes. Damn you, Patrick Duffy. Sorry. That was my uh, Dewey Cox. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Julia Sweeney from mm-hmm. SNL. Yes. Played Ryan's mom. Mm-hmm. She only was in a couple scenes, but... Yeah, not a big part. There were nice scenes. Uh, One who had a very small part, he just played a police officer, uh, was David Kegner. But he also played Virgil Doolittle. Virgil Doolittle, yes, but... Who is the character of Floyd. Aaron Paul is obsessed with Virgil Doolittle. He's like the ultimate prank idol. Yeah. So He removed the neck of the statue... In front of the school. In front of the school of the namesake of their school. I do remember, you know, there was a couple guys in my school that were fascinated with doing pranks. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Hanks. Yes. Played one of Ryan's friends in, in their little nerdy group of Aaron Paul. and. His name was Cosmo. His name was Cosmo. It's a very weird name. Yeah. Uh, there was a scene where there's just a guy, he flashes on screen for about three seconds, and he's playing chess. Superstar Nick canon yeah he was just no uh credited as chess player yeah that's all i did get a line um the coach is played by or pe teacher was played by a richard chef chief he's in west wing like he's in most of west wing oh okay he has a pretty big part and he's been on house of lies and more recently the good doctor oh wow so and he's been in a bunch of stuff he's very recognizable he's like one of those actors oh okay and then i think that was it for me yeah that was it for me there was one more. Oh. Uh, the woman who played Cosmo's prom date. Yeah. I don't remember her name. Let me see. I have it up here. Okay. Her name is Rami Rosemont. She's uh, been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. She was in Glee. She played Finn's mom. Mm-hmm. And I know she was in something else recently. She's a couple episodes of Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. The Fosters. Uh, she's been on yeah just a ton of things i didn't even recognize apparently her. the in the avengers that, that's what she's known for that's her top four is the avengers okay i'm gonna well, have to rewatch that movie I yeah we're gonna have to rewatch that and uh, see if we recognize her well Don't are you show. saying the avengers as in marvel's yes. the avengers or were you talking about the one that had sean connery no. and uma thurman i'm talking about the one that people actually know okay what that movie is because i was going i don't remember her being in i've only seen marvel's avengers never saw the other one okay that's funny gotcha should we move on we shall awesome the next category is called is it even good uh-huh. where we talk about the plot and we name our funniest and cringiest moments and talk about why this movie is a movie. Yeah. So, what do you think about the plot, Rai Rai? I'm not a fan of the plot. 
I think a lot has to do with... It's a plot that is overdone. Yes. A lot. Hey, I'm going to help you hook up with my friend, and you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. It's just... I don't know that that's something that actually happens. Yeah. No, it's not realistic at all. It's no. definitely a, a, a movie plot. Yeah. Um, I think in a world where romantic teen comedy hijinks are real, which they aren't. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I thought, yes. And it I've said this false hope. Yes. Yeah. I would fall in love with a guy who made a bet with another <laughs> guy. Exactly. Me and my buddy were going to bet over whether or not we could turn this ugly girl with glasses into a reasonable prospect. I didn't have a lot of guy best friends, but I wished I did so I could magically realize I'm in love with him. <laughs> what I thought was a thing when yeah. I was 14, then I understood, no, that's not how the world works. Um, the only thing I thought was kind of realistic about this plot was the idea that you could like somebody from afar, like the most popular girl, and just have this picture of mm -hmm. her in your mind that she's perfect. There's nothing wrong with her. And then when you realize, no, she's a human being and she has imperfections, that, you know, that idealism believable. comes crashing down. Yeah. So that was, to me, that was the only realistic part where he realizes that Ashley Grant isn't this, you know, mythical creature, that she's a girl that has to bleach her mustache and gets, <laughs> yeah. you know scabs on toes or something which i think is one of the reasons he was like i don't like you anymore really yeah kind of a dick move. like oh you have gross feet you have, kind like, of a dick move like athlete's foot or something yeah mm. it happens you know yeah what did you think about the casting choices i thought the casting choices were for the most part fine because i do like i've looked it up uh marla sokoloff is 38 mm -hmm. now so 20 years no, ago yeah she was 18 or 19, yeah, at the time. And uh, Jody O'Keefe was 20. They weren't far off. Some of them do look a little older. Like, James Franco looks a lot older than what he is because he has a very, he's very cheekbony face. Yeah, he's so got that he, heroin cheek. Yeah, he always looked like he was in his mid-20s when he was probably 18. Um, but I didn't have any issues with him. I mean, you have, I have issues with some people's acting in the movie, but that has nothing to do with the casting of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the only thing I wanted to note in this category, because I don't really know where else to put it, is that I didn't understand James Franco. I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be set in California. Mm -hmm. And he has that, like, he's from New Jersey kind of accent. Yeah. And sometimes I was just like, what are you doing there, dude? <laughs> but Where is he from? I'm pretty sure he's from Palo Alto. Yes, he 100% so is from just, Palo Alto, yeah. and he's hitting uh, you with that, like, a little bit of a Bronx accent yeah. at times. Uh, it's amazing. He, he must be hanging out with that sheriff from <laughs> Without a Paddle from yeah. the South who yeah. lives in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, what's your funniest line or moment? My favorite part, we kind of talked a little bit about it, where... Ryan and Ashley are riding the ride at the carnival and she throws up on him. So he wants to change his shirt because he's just covered in puke. Right. So he asks our boy Franco for his shirt and he shoots it down. He was like, what if I get cold? <laughs> so he goes over, he wins the shirt, comes back. He realized uh, Franco has given his shirt to Maggie. Right. So 
Now fast forward to my favorite part. They're on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> and uh, Franco has also won Maggie a gigantic stuffed animal. So they're going over the Ferris wheel. It's just going around in a circle. And she's asking him, like, what he likes. And he's like, I like you. And tries to move in closer. So he throws this gigantic stuffed animal off of the Ferris wheel. There's a six-year-old kid standing down there. Like, he goes to say something to his parents. And the stuffed animal crushes him. It's delightful. So then they come back to Franco, who says, I like that shirt, too. It's his shirt. <laughs> and it's his shirt. Uh, that was good. <sighs> that was a good one. Mine was five minutes into the movie. They got to school, Maggie mm-hmm. and Ryan. They're going into the auditorium for a sex ed talk. First mm-hmm. thing in the morning. Good time to do it. Yeah. And they're trying to go down an aisle, and Chris, James Franco, is sitting down, and he's like, you gotta pay the toll, and he points to his cheek. <laughs> he wants her to kiss it, and she's like, you want me to kick you in the face? <laughs> and that I always thought that was hilarious when I was a kid, and it still made me chuckle. Because oh, the way she said it, she's like, you want me to kick you in the face? <laughs> uh, oh, so good. What was your cringiest moment? I, I have a lot of them. <laughs> me too. <laughs> we were... Talking about earlier where Ryan is helping Chris try to score a date with Maggie. Correct. And he's using a soundboard, trying to make himself sound like James Franco, which he does completely unsuccessfully, uh, at least sounding like him. But he scores the date for him. Right. So at the end of it, to celebrate, Shane West proceeds to play Play That Funky Music White Boy on an accordion. Yes. (laughs) Like, what the hell? His underwear. Yes. Wearing that straw cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. This scene had everything. Terrible technology, an accordion. It was so Shane West in his underwear. Amazing. I put that as my moment, but I, good thing I have a couple listed. Oh, I got 17. We already mentioned it. Uh, one of them was when Ashley throws up on Ryan Ooh. when they're on the carnival ride. It reminded me a little bit of Sandlot when everybody throws up mm-hmm. from... I'm pretty sure the same ride. Yeah. After smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, after the date, they're saying goodbye, and Ashley puts her mouth over Ryan's entire finger. Yes. And sucks it. Yes. It was the most disturbing thing I had ever seen. Most notably because it's she's doing this in front of her cousin, mm-hmm. and his cousin's date, who is... Ryan's best friend. But then they cut to the car and Franco like sticks his finger out at Maggie like do you want to suck and my she finger just shakes too? It. <laughs> yes. No, I that part was not even it was just so It was so gross. gross. Cuz all I think about is when stuff like that happens in movies is did you make the actor go wash his hands five times cuz there's no way I'd put anybody's yeah. fingers in my mouth like that. No. Gross. Go Rose. You okay there? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have another one you wanted to talk about? Um, There's a, a scene where Ryan and Ashley are out on a date. Uh-huh. And... This is weird. Yeah. Ryan and Ashley. Yeah. And she is kind of rubbing her foot on his crotch. He doesn't know she has weird scabby things on her feet. Maybe athlete's foot. Who knows? But when the waiter comes by, it kind of startles her. And she kicks him in the crotch. Yes. And then she looks at him and she was like, oh, you know, you poor thing. She's like, let mama rub it. <laughs> yeah, gross. What the hell? 
Let mama rub it. So gross. So gross. That was all I had for cringiest. Oh. Do you have another one? Just there was a scene where Ryan at some points realizes that he can just be mean to Ashley and that's what she finds attractive. Because that's what her cousin told him to do. Yes. So, and he also gets kind of, I think he's done with her and he wants to be with Maggie. Sure. But Ashley still wants to go to prom with him. So she shows up on his lawn in her swimsuit mm-hmm. and just like begging him to take her to prom. Yeah. She's like, take me to prom. Yeah. In a very nasally voice. Yeah. And while I stand here in my swimsuit. It's just... And then he's just like, the fact that he agreed to do that. Ugh. He's the worst. I'm sorry. Everybody in this movie, the, the worst. worst. Yes. I said it. Yes. It took us 45 minutes. I held it in. <laughs> but I'm going to say it now. The worst. I did have a couple additional notes. As did I. Sweet. How many did you have? Two. Oh, I have quite a few. Oh. But we might have already covered some of them. So one of the things I wanted to maybe put in the offensive, but I ended up not, was towards the beginning of the movie... Floyd, Aaron mm. Paul, pays the janitor 20 bucks oh, yeah. to let him into the girl's bathroom, mm-hmm. but Shane West goes instead. Why? So creepy. Why? You're going to get caught, first of all. There's 30 women walking around, and then he sits there and watches Ashley in the shower. Like a creep. For a minute, and then he runs out of the locker room eventually, and I'm like, why do you need to go through a special maintenance door to go? You could, if you really want to go in the girl's... Just walk through the just, door. Yeah, basically. There's no armed guard. Yeah. So creepy. Yeah. It just kind of falls with that whole, like, oh, I'm the main character, so I can get away with anything. Even though, to be fair. To be fair. He didn't know what was going on when yeah. he got pushed through with a couple doors, and he's like, oh, I'm in the girl's bathroom. But he also didn't leave right away, no. so. Well, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess I can just look around at girls. Yeah. What was yours? Further prom, which was in their high school gymnasium. Correct. They had a very cool gymnasium where the basketball court would open and close to reveal a swimming pool. Oh, I know. Fancy. But um, Shane West wants to profess his love for Maggie. As you do in a team movie. And he decides he's going to dive into the pool from up on the stage, (laughs) which is a good distance. Right. It was not like a little two-foot dive. It was probably... 12 feet up he dives into this pool where once the pool uh the basketball court starts opening people are falling in and there's a lot of people in it drags out for a really long time all these people falling in he dives in there's like four people in a four foot space where he lands yeah dangerous so dangerous here comes a 200 pound guy flying through the air and crushes you yeah really I had a couple notes on that because, first of all, so jealous that yeah. that school had that. Because a couple towns over, a school, a high school built that where really? I lived when I was, I think, a junior or senior. Mm-hmm. And I was so jealous because all I could think about was this movie. Oh. Yeah. I remember uh, in school recently when I was taking some architecture classes, we had to design our dream home. And one of my buddies totally put that in his house. Oh, really? Yeah. Carlos did it. That's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. And then uh, that prank, while epic, mm-hmm. kind of dangerous. Yeah. Probably could have killed some people that didn't know how to swim or... Oh, and they're all fully clothed, falling yeah. into these things. That's going to weigh you down. That's heavy. Yeah. 
heavy shit. But it, it dragged out for like three minutes, it people did. falling in. The, so but bad. then there was like the two popular guys doing the rendition of Titanic. <laughs> that was which funny. fit with their Titanic dreams theme. Hey. Yes. Other thing I pointed out was that, do you ever notice in movies set in high school, the teacher's always in the middle of a lesson and then the bell rings? Because that happens in this movie and it happens in so many movies. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't really remember a lot from high school because it was quite a few years ago, but I'm pretty sure our teacher would stop teaching like the last 10 minutes of class, silent work on your homework time. Yeah. They wouldn't be like, okay, I'm going to be in the middle of this lesson. I know they know when class is going to end. It's the same time every day. There's clocks, people. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a little thing I noticed about teen movies. And also that every teen movie has to have a prom scene or end on a prom scene. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I think they get arrested if they don't. Yeah. If they don't. Charges are filed. The district attorney gets involved. Like, you had a high school movie and you yeah. didn't end on a prom? <laughs> Come on. Who are you? Yeah. My last... It was disturbing was Maggie ties Franco to a bed. Yes. He is in a thong, wearing a bow tie, and just getting oil rubbed onto his chest by her. Which was disturbing. But she does it because like she wants to take pictures of him and show what a douchebag he is. Right. Then everyone just goes in and starts writing on him with lipstick. Because he's not cool anymore because he's into some freaky shit, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Just disturbing. The other thing I, I did want to notice as kind of a plot point flaw, in the beginning of the movie, Ryan's obviously upset with obsessed with Ashley. Yes. And he just made this deal with Chris and he's telling his buddies, like, I'm going to, which everybody's cool with it too, by the way, like, Obviously, Maggie doesn't know because she's part of that deal, mm -hmm. but Floyd and Cosmo know, and they're making fun of him, saying that he's like Quasimodo and she's... The girl from Notre Dame, yeah. is what they said. Or they say, <laughs> like you referenced earlier, uh, Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett. Mm -hmm. They keep comparing him, and I'm like, Shane West is a good looking guy. Like, Stop trying to make it seem like he's not. Yeah, but he's a nerd. But still. It's the same thing... Where, isn't it, uh, She's All That, where Rachel Lee Cook is this Correct. ugly girl that Correct. they have to make pretty, like... Well, and then they kind of make it... They don't make it as, as much of a point in this movie that um, Maggie is also kind of nerdy, but obviously Chris is already interested in her and he wants to get in her pants. Yeah. But she's still super unpopular, but she's beautiful. Yeah. Which, I mean, let's be honest, if you grew up in a big high school... And you just weren't popular, no matter if you looked good or not. But looks do matter in high school. So if you were good looking, you were up on a higher scale than some Very people. True. Very true. So it's just, let, let's calm down with the calling him Quasimodo. It's Shane West. He's good looking. <laughs> yeah. He does not have a hunchback. No. Should we move on to yes. our final thoughts? Yes, we shall. As on ruining our childhood. <laughs> Which it is, is always it? award season. Which is this podcast. I, I had a stroke <laughs> at the beginning of that scene. I apologize. Uh, we give out two awards every week. We do. Every single week. The Victorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Who did you give your award to? Mine was a hard decision, actually. Yeah. Because despite all of these movie, this movie's flaws, the actual acting 
wasn't bad. And there's parts of the movie that had little nuggets of of good. Mm -hmm. But I gave it to Jodie O'Keefe because Ashley Grant is the worst. (laughs) The worst. Out of most of these characters that are absolutely the worst type of people. Yes. She is is the worst. And I think I partly gave it to her too because she's literally playing the exact same character she played and she's all that. Mm -hmm. She's obsessed with herself, but she's also insecure. She's mean to people that don't look like her. Yeah. And she's just this made-up dream girl and she's over the top Mm -hmm. the way she acts towards Shane West because apparently negging works on this type of girl. Uh, I don't know. She just gets increasingly worse, too, with each scene. Yes. And she's just the worst. I... No, nothing against Jodie O'Keefe, though. I gave it to the same exact person. Oh, okay. Because all of my cringy parts of this movie, there was one common theme. Her. Her. That's true. Yeah. Very true. She was awful. She's the worst person ever. I feel like we're going to have the same... Probably. Pick for another Um, one. Yeah. it It was bad. She was not a good actress in this movie... Um, I'm not really I don't know her that well as far as other things I know she still acts I looked her up she was on prison break she was in vampire diaries right was that her am uh, I thinking of a different person you're thinking of a different person no yes she was she was the doctor that Alric dated oh I think he married her I don't know we you are watching. correct you are correct well, yeah she and was she on was 22 on... episodes of that show and she was on Nash Bridges because my dad loved him some Don Johnson and who doesn't yeah, so he play- she played his daughter on Nash Bridges. Hmm. Yeah, apparently been on a lot of things, and like I said, still acting. So it was just this movie was terrible for her. <laughs> for her. Shall we move on to our next award? Some would say the more prestigious. <laughs> Not Nicolas Cage, though. He would probably say his was more prestigious. Well, yeah. The Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting, which is kind of weird because Colin Hanks is in this. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't give it to him. No, I didn't give it to him either. He didn't have enough scenes. No. I do like him as an actor, though. He's got that charm that his dad has, I think. He does. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who'd you give your I gave it to Marla Sokoloff. You son of a bitch, I did too. <laughs> ah, this is a first where we both pick the same actor or actress, I should say, for both actors. Is uh, it? Both awards. I think so. Okay. I enjoyed her a lot. I also close second with Shane West. Uh-huh. He was an enjoyable part. The one I actually almost gave my least favorite actor to was Aaron Paul. He was a little over the top. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. A whole lot over the top. <laughs> but Marla Sokoloff, it, you could definitely tell she was probably one of the more experienced actors. as She had been acting since she was a child. We talked about this. True, true. Uh, she was easily my favorite part. And I liked her a lot in this. She was witty, especially in the beginning. I think they really didn't do her justice towards the end. Mm -hmm. But I think in the first 35 to 40 minutes of the movie, she was funny. Her lines cracked me up. Yeah. She was kind of a little bit jaded. You Mm -hmm. know, she's supposed to be like kind of alternative girl. She cutely goes over and asks her best friend to take her to prom. Right. It was really cute. She's adorable. Yeah. She just doesn't deserve anybody else in this movie. No. Like, she was the only character, too, that was good. Yeah. She didn't do anything bad other than accept Ryan's apology at the end. <laughs> but yeah. she wasn't part of the bet, and she wasn't the worst like Ashley Grant was. I really like saying Ashley is the worst a lot. It's kind of kind of weird. 
the it's like worst. my inner monologue. <laughs> yeah. You're the worst. Uh, yeah. I just I looked agree. up uh, Marla Sokoloff, and she definitely still acts. Uh, she actually did eight episodes of Fuller House. Oh. I did not know that. She played Gia, who we all remember her from. Yeah, Quinn wants to chime in on that. And I guess she's on a TV show called Hollywood Darlings. Oh, oh, is that the one where they um, it's like uh, with Christine Lake and Jody yeah. Sweet and Beverly where they Mitchell. play exaggerated versions of themselves. Yep, she's on that. I've I've been wanting to watch that because oh. I like stuff like that. Well, there you go. Yeah, that that's our pick. So should we move on to? Does this movie hold up? Yes, we shall. Yes, it shall. <laughs> no, it was not a good movie. Uh, no. I don't know if anybody can tell by all of the notes that we had for this movie, but holy crap, why did I like this movie? I think out of any movie we watched outside of Batman Forever, right? this movie holds up the least. It, I, I would say if we rated them, which maybe we should on our website, which we have a website, guys, go check it out. Yeah. I don't know the link. We'll give it to Go you. look. It, it's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just click on it because I'm too cheap to buy a domain. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the worst. It was really awful. It was the characters you other than a Marla Sokoff's character. You didn't root for anybody. No, I wanted to punch James Franco in the face multiple times mm-hmm. with how exaggerated he was of the biggest white privileged douchebag I've ever met. It's insane. And Ryan, too. When you take into consideration, this movie has James Franco. He's an A-list actor. Yeah. Shane West is pretty damn famous. Aaron Paul, probably an A-list actor. They were big components of this movie. Right. And it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. There was, like, tiny little parts, and we've said this before in our podcast, where there's parts of the movie that really um, you enjoy of a movie... But overall, it just wasn't enough to save no. this Titanic yes. type of movie. Titanic dream of a movie. Yeah. So bad. It's it's just, I, I, I mean, obviously everything we said, most of it was negative. Yeah. And it just wasn't great. Out of all of the teen movies that came out in that generation, mm-hmm. this is on the bottom of the barrel. I will say something that I've noticed is we've reviewed, I think this might be the fourth one. We did Can't Hardly Wait, American Pie, Cruel Intentions, and this. Jawbreaker. And Jawbreaker. They don't hold up the best. No. The success rate's pretty small. I think we liked Can't Hardly Wait. We did like Can't Hardly Wait. There's ones that would, which, ironically enough, this movie didn't have trailers just automatically play, but we were looking at the special features, Mm -hmm. and they had... a. Two trailers for Jawbreaker Can't hardly and wait. Car- Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. I think you just had a stroke when you were saying that. Are you holding your tongue when you talk? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> apples. Remember that one? I used to say, hold your tongue and say apples, because then it would sound like assholes. Oh, we just lost Ashley. Sorry, guys. <laughs> She's legit crying. I'm sorry. That takes me back. You don't remember that? Oh, I remember being like five. I used to be like, hey, hold your tongue and say apples. Eh. 
comes out like assholes. If, if you remember it, throw it in the comments, please. Yes. Oh, God. I'm dying. Yeah. Oof. Uh, sorry, guys. Whew. This is going to be a little bit of editing for mm. me not crying. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so another one in the books for the loser column. Because <laughs> holy shit, this movie sucked. Yes. Watch but. She's All That instead if you want to watch Jody Keith be, Jody O'Keefe be a jerk. But you know what? Also, if you want to see some terrible acting that is downright cringy but also really funny, go watch this movie. Also, her name is Jody Lynn O'Keefe. I, I just am forgetting the Lynn part, I uh, think. Sorry. If oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry if you're listening, Jody Lynn O'Keefe. I'm sure she has much better things to do. <laughs> Slightly better things to do. With her Thank day. you so much for listening, guys. Thanks you for making us a part of your week. Yes. Um, we always ask that you throw us a review and maybe a subscribe on the podcast app on your Apple iPhone. Oh, good job. You can pre-order the iPhone 11 now. Um, also... Are we getting paid for that? No, we're not. I wish we were. Get that Apple money. Yeah. Ooh. Could use some Apple money. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram at and, Ruining Our Childhood. And Facebook, also at Ruining Our Childhood. I think I hurt my tongue by holding it. <laughs> and then lastly, over on Twitter at ROC Movie Podcast. That is correct. And also, thank you for everything that you do. Yeah. In your life. We appreciate it. And, and we'll see you guys next and week. And Rupert and Quinn say hi, so... Yeah. Bye. Bye. Go bye. Go bye.